Welcome to Bible Fellowship Church's The Upper Room. Our podcast addresses the Christian's role in today's culture. We hope you enjoy it and find it informative. To help support our ministry, please consider becoming a subscriber and financial contributor. Links to donate are on our website at bfcforyou.org. Now let's get going. Welcome to the Upper Room and Happy New Year. My name is Scott Kimball. I'm an associate pastor at Bible Fellowship Church, and I am your host today for this episode. If you've been listening for a while and you find value in the things that we do here on the Upper Room, I would appreciate it if you would tell friends, let your uh, neighbors know about it, give us a review on the app that you listen to this podcast on. Do what you can to get the word out there and get more folks listening to the podcasts of our church. We do have another podcast. It's BFC for You, Reaching the World. And uh, we're also going to be introducing some new content down the road on another channel. Um, but more about that later. So I wanted to take a little time and talk about some of the upcoming things that we have going on at Bible Fellowship Church. We've got several events planned for this early. I guess late winter, early springtime. The first event that we have going on is a ladies' Bible study that will be on Wednesday evenings. That Bible study will begin on January 19th at 6 p.m. If you're interested in attending, you can just show up, uh, contact us, and let us know. If you know Carol Mailer and have contact information to get a hold of her, you can ask her about that. If not, you can contact the church directly at BibleFellowship at BFCForYou.org. And uh, we'll see if we can get you in touch with Carol. But what is the study? Well, the study is a book study authored by K. Arthur. And if you don't know anything about K. Arthur, K. Arthur is the uh, founder of a a group of Bible studies uh, that use the inductive Bible study method and uh, was very popular 20 some years ago and uh, continues to be fairly popular out there. And she wrote a book at one time called How to Study Your Bible, which introduced the uh, inductive Bible study method. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, my wife and I, way back in the day, 20 years ago, were uh, inductive Bible study uh, instructors. And as a matter of fact, the church we were attending at that time in Albuquerque, New Mexico, we helped organize through K. Arthur's organization a training session to teach other people how to lead uh, inductive Bible studies in their churches and get more people trained up in the methodology. So in a nutshell, what is, what is the method really about? Well, it's called the inductive Bible study method. It's a methodology that's taught at most uh, seminaries and teaches you how to use the Bible to study the Bible. And so it's, it's a really good method. It doesn't require a lot of additional texts in order to uh, do Bible study. Uh, you just need the scripture, and they go through a method teaching you how to look for certain things within the scripture, certain clues within the scripture as you're reading, things to pay attention to and be aware of that can help you glean the meaning out of what you're reading. Uh, too many people out there spend time reading the scripture, reading the Bible, and just taking everything internally and assuming that everything that's written there is somehow a message for them personally. 
And you can get into a lot of error, a lot of uh, doctrinal trouble doing that if you don't first understand the meaning that was intended when that scripture was originally written. Uh, you can get to the application part later down the road once you understand that, but if you jump to application right away, you'll you'll likely get into some doctrinal error. So it'll be a really good study. I'm glad the ladies are doing this. I think it would be a good study for any woman that wants to learn more about how to dig into the Bible and learn how to interpret the Bible correctly. I think I think it'll be a good study, and I think you'll enjoy doing it. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Carol Mailer is leading the study. She's a very accomplished woman, very intelligent, and is very deep and sincere when it comes into the study of the Word. So I think I think for you ladies out there that are interested, I think you'll really enjoy this. All right, second thing that we've got going on, uh, also beginning in January, is a introduction to biblical Hebrew. Now, this is for everybody. Anybody who wants to attend this can attend this. And it's going to be conducted uh, beginning on January 23rd. This will be led by Dr. Don Trust, our pastor. And it'll be an opportunity for you to learn enough of the language of Hebrew that you can begin to identify some things as you study the Scripture, especially the Old Testament. So anybody, like I said, is, is welcome to attend um, welcome to sit in and listen to the teaching and get the information. If you want to do this for credit, there is a syllabus uh, for this, and there are course requirements that need to be taken if you want to do this for credit, and that credit will come through uh, Tyndale Seminary. So if you're interested in taking it for credit through Tyndale, uh, you can also do that. Just contact Dr. Don Trust about it, and they'll get you set up. If you want to take a look at the syllabus, the syllabus is listed on our uh, church website. Uh, if you go to bfcforyou.org and then go to the Life Apps page, if you'll scroll down a little bit, you'll see uh, the announcement for the the study, and then you'll see an area where you can download the syllabus uh, to be able to take a look at it. So let me open it here real quick, and uh, I'll go over it a little bit to let you know what all is involved. So, like I said, you can take it for credit at Tyndale Theolo or through Tyndale Theological Seminary. Um, Dr. Don Trust will be the one leading the study. Uh, this is Introduction to Biblical Hebrew 1. Uh, it's the first, and I think in a four-part series, of Introduction to Biblical Hebrew. And so, let me just kind of quickly go over the course objectives here. Let me start with the course description first. Uh, it's the first in a series of four Introduction to Biblical Hebrew courses. Hebrews 12.01 introduces the student to the Hebrew alphabet, Hebrew vowels, syllabification, pronunciation, and vocabulary. So you're going to learn a little bit about biblical Hebrew. Uh, the course objectives are, upon completion of the course, uh, the student should be able to name and write uh, 23 consonants, the 23 consonants of the Hebrew alphabet, recite in order with good pronunciation the 23 Hebrew consonants, identify the five Hebrew letters that have final forms, identify and pronounce the six Hebrew letters that have two possible but closely related pronunciations, uh, give the role of Aleph and Ayin in Hebrew grammar, I'm probably mispronouncing those, uh, identify and pronounce the four Hebrew letters that are gutturals. 
identify the Hebrew letters that look alike, identify the Hebrew letters that sound alike, identify the long, short, reduced vowels in the Hebrew vowel point system, explain the significance of three Hebrew vowel letters, explain the, the difference between defective writing and full writing of Hebrew words, identify and explain the silent Shiva and vocal Shiva, explain Dagesh Lene and Dagesh Forte pronunciations. Again, I'm probably mispronouncing those myself. Uh, state the two rules of syllabification and syllabify and pronounce Hebrew words. Distinguish between open and closed syllables, tonic, pretonic, pre pro-pretonic accents, and the role of Dagesh and Shua in syllabification. Recite, pronounce, and provide the meaning of 40 vocabulary words, which this all probably sounds like a lot. Remember, this is for those people that are taking this for course credit through Tyndale. Uh, that need to be able to do all this. For the rest of us who are sitting in and, and listening and, and getting this information, we're mainly interested in just the learning aspect of it. Um, trying to get a handle a little bit on Hebrew and sort of how the language works so that we can better appreciate what's written in the parts of the Bible that are written in Hebrew, primarily the Old Testament. So I think this will be a really good study for everybody, really, should participate in this and be a part of this. Uh, there are several course textbooks uh, and some recommended texts. Uh, those would be good things for any library. So if you've got a, you know, sort of a biblical library you're beginning to build, some of these texts would be good things for you to have on hand. You can get those either as physical books or you can probably also get those uh, textbooks as online text or as in digital text. So you could have it as a... Like if you do a Kindle Reader, iBooks, or that kind of thing, you can probably get it through that. And I'm sure if you're a, um, a user of the Logos software, you can probably get these same texts through Logos as well and have it electronically that way too. I have a pretty extensive library in my study, but it, you know, it takes up a lot of space to have all these books. For those of you who don't have that kind of space, you know, maybe a digital library is the answer for you. So anyways, I'm not going to go through the entire syllabus. It's there for you to read and take a look at. And if you want to, uh, like I said, take it for course credit, uh, just contact Dr. Don Trest. We'll do that. If you don't have Dr. Trest's information to contact him directly, you can always contact him through the church at BibleFellowship at BFCForYou.org. All right. The third thing that's coming up this spring, and this will be in February, February 8 through 10, the Versity Conference is back. So this will be our third time at Bible Fellowship Church of hosting a Versity Conference. This year, the Versity Conference is all about discipleship, essentially, and we'll be doing uh, sessions throughout the day, through each of those days, and we'll be looking at discipleship primarily. Let me see if I can find here, it's Introduction to Transformative Growth is what they're referring to it as. It's essentially discipleship, but um, using sort of a modern language, since discipleship is one of those sort of words that's not used very much anymore, as we've discussed in other podcasts in the past. A lot of uh, churchy-type language is a stumbling block to folks who are not familiar with the church and the kind of sort of language that we use to to describe certain aspects of Christianity, and discipleship is one of those. It's it's not a common word that's used much anymore. I think in a modern vernacular, it would be more along the lines of like an apprenticeship. So if you're familiar with the idea of apprenticeship, that's really kind of what discipleship is. is. And so there's they're using the term transformative growth, uh, which is you know also a very 
modern way of expressing this idea of discipleship or, or apprenticeship. And so it's the idea of growing and maturing as a Christian, as a new believer. And so this entire conference is going to be 10 sessions all dealing with various aspects of this transformative growth. There will be one called Introduction to Transformative Growth, Introducing the Basic Concepts, Source of Transformative Growth, Stages of Trans stages of growth, tools for transformative growth, case studies and personal growth, personal disciples or personal disciplines for growth, personal growth in the wisdom literature, personal growth in the gospels, personal growth in times of crisis, mentoring for transformative growth. So all ideas um, around this idea of what we would refer to in the church as discipleship, that secular world might call apprenticeship, but this idea of, of helping other people and helping yourself as a believer to grow uh, as a Christian, as a believer, by getting deeper into the Word and closer to the Lord in that way. So those are a few things that are going on this spring at Bible Fellowship Church. We would love for you to be able to come and participate and be a part of that. Uh, Our church is open and welcoming uh, to anybody who wants to come in and and be part of of a a growing church body that's interested in studying the Word and learning more about our Lord and Savior and wanting to participate and be part of something that is helping people to get a better handle on their Christian faith through the Word. And so with that said, if you need more information on any of it, you can always contact the church at BibleFellowship at bfc4u.org, or you can go to our website and look at uh, the information there at bfc4u.org. There's uh, plenty of information there and links to take you to other places that can give you more information as needed. All right, with that, uh, we've got a new year going on now. Uh, a lot of new things in the works at our church, as well as um, lots of things going on in society right now. And so we're going to continue on with the upper room and we're going to be talking about. Uh, the Christian response to some of the things that are happening in the world today and how Christians can also get sucked in like anybody else into the the political right-left uh, thing where we end up um, becoming much more political and less scriptural and spiritual in our attitude towards society and one another. And it's something we need to guard against as believers. Uh, it's easy to get sucked into a lot of the political speak on both the right and the left really try to appeal to Christian audiences because they know that most of the country at least has some Christian foundation to their thinking. And so they try to appeal to that. The left likes to appeal to the sort of caring aspects of, of Jesus and Jesus's ministry. And that, you know, if you don't care like Jesus did, uh, that you're, you're not a good person kind of thing. Whereas the right tends to look at things like biblical justice and look at things like proportional fairness and whatnot. Also, biblical concepts that, uh, that we cling to. And we need to be able to find some middle ground with folks to be able to not try to correct them or, or make them bend to our will or think that you know we're right and they're wrong kind of thing, which is easy to get sucked into. Um, but ultimately, what we're really looking for is people growing in the Lord and being directed to the Scriptures. And so we want to try to create an environment where we as believers can be a positive influence on society and not get sucked into the arguing and fighting and everything that uh, everybody else is is dealing with right now. So it's kind of an update. I just wanted to 
talk a little bit about this new variant, Omicron, that's out there that a lot of people are catching. Uh, Caseloads are higher than they've ever been before in the United States. And uh, thankfully, this particular variant, even though it's much faster spreading and much more uh, easily transmitted, it also seems to be a lot milder than, than previous uh, iterations of the coronavirus, so, or of COVID-19 specifically. I mean, there, there's positives and negatives out of that. The negatives are is that because it's so fast transmitting, there's a greater chance for people who are vulnerable to this disease to have a really bad outcome to get infected by it. Positively, though, having lots of people finally getting infected by this, even those that are vaccinated or unvaccinated, will mean that you know things like herd immunity and stuff like that might be an actual outcome. Will we ever get rid of this COVID virus in in the wild, out in the world? Probably not. It's going to continue to mutate. It's going to become more like a flu virus where um, it changes every year and there will most likely be annual boosters and whatnot developed in the future that you'll deal with it like you deal with the flu. Hopefully, as some of the stuff I'm reading from various epidemiologists are saying is that as this virus continues, it will likely become more transmittable, but less, less deadly as it continues to mutate because the virus needs hosts that live and survive. It's not trying to kill you. It's trying to live and survive and mutate and, and go to the next host. I don't know. I mean, the future is always a little uncertain. Um, that's just kind of the way the world works because of the introduction of sin into the world. The only thing we can do about any of that is to continue to be on task of presenting the gospel and spreading the gospel to those around us and trying to get more people on board believing in the Christ, uh, the Son of God, who came and died and provided a means of salvation for everyone. And if we as believers will stick to that and not get sucked into the, the politics of everything, I think we will make some headway this new year. And we might see actually see some growth in the church. Over the last several years, maybe close to a decade now, the church has been in decline. And much of that is, I believe, because we've kind of gotten off task. We've gotten off message. We're not, we're not actively promoting the gospel and promoting the Bible as the source of truth in society anymore. And so since we've gotten sucked into the political world, of course, that alienates about half the country. And I think uh, this might be a year where many churches try to get back on task again. Uh, Bible Fellowship Church is one of those, and we are working to get on task and continue to push the teaching of the Word and the teaching of uh, biblical truth as a, as a means and a way of, of, of doctrine for your life, of the way you should be living your life. Uh, too many people have a Sunday mode of the way they live their life, and the rest of the week is something different, and your life shouldn't be that way. Uh, if you're truly a follower of Christ and you're in His Word, you're, the way you treat and work with people uh, should always be influenced by your belief in Christ and by your growth and maturity in Him. Christians, if you're smart, present a point of view that that is not only caring, but points people back to the Word and to Scripture, that our, our trust and faith is in the Lord and not in the government 
or the next vaccine that's going to save us all. We know that this world is coming to a place where it's going to go through some rough times before the kingdom comes. And uh, we look forward to the coming of the kingdom, but we pray for those who will be caught up into the times of tribulation because uh, we know that's going to be a rough time. Pray for our leaders. Pray for those that are uh, in places in, in government, in places of authority. Um, pray for our our national government. Pray for your state and local government. Uh, pray for the people who are considering running for office, that they might have the right motives in doing so and not looking for the power and prestige. Pray that uh, our country kind of turns around and, and people get their act together. Uh, we want good things for our country and people. We are still kind of a, of a beacon in the world. More people pour into this country every year because they want a better life. And uh, you don't see too many folks leaving the United States going to other countries because they, they feel oppressed or whatever here and they're willing to go to another country because things are better there. Uh, we are still the beacon of the world. We are still the country that most other countries look to for guidance. And I, I think that how we conduct ourselves as Christians within that society uh, speaks a lot about our values and who we are uh, as a people. So I would just ask that, you know, as believers, we need to stay aware of what all is going on. We don't want to bury our heads in the sand and, and avoid everything, but we also need to guard ourselves and make sure that the response that we give to other people, when people ask you about what you think on, on certain things, that you give a biblical response, that you look at it from a biblical perspective. You know, not the kind of what would Jesus do sort of mentality that a lot of people have, uh, I think some people have a misperception of who Jesus was in the Bible. They think of him as this this all-caring, all-loving kind of person, which he, he definitely is. But they're, they're also avoiding the parts of Jesus they don't like, which was his confrontational nature. Jesus was very confronting to the, the religious leaders, especially of his day, but they were also the political leaders of, of the day uh, within the nation of Israel. While he didn't oppose the Roman government or go after... Uh, you know, his responses were very measured and very carefully said towards Pilate, uh, who was the Roman leader in that area at the time. His words to the religious leaders of that time were downright, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, fighting words. And so there is an aspect of Jesus that I think a lot of people try to ignore. Was he loving? Yes. Um, did he care for others? Absolutely. But uh, when it came to the people leading the, the people uh, and supposedly leading from the scriptures and being the religious leaders of the day, he was very direct and sometimes downright ugly in, in the things he called them and the things he said to them. And so, I, I, you know, we need a full picture, a full view of who Jesus was. So I thank you all for, for listening. I I think that this is going to be a good year for Bible Fellowship Church. I have high hopes that uh, we will be very effective in our teaching ministry and that uh, many people will get a deeper understanding and knowledge of Christ because of the things that we're trying to set up and do at Bible Fellowship Church. Uh, I thank you all for listening and, and participating with these podcasts, and I pray that that our uh, message would continue to resonate and continue to go out to um, a lost and dying world. 
and that we would see many people come to a saving faith in Christ and begin to live a life that honors Him. And with that, we'll just close this out in in a quick prayer. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to uh, talk to folks out there and to bring a message that hopefully challenges, but also gives hope. I pray that that as we move forward in this new year, that the church would grow, that people, more and more people would come to a saving knowledge of Christ, that our lives would be transformed, and that we would be more and more a positive influence uh, in society and in the world in doing our part to alleviate suffering and to help people take a a right path that would lead them to a saving knowledge of, of you. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you enjoyed our discussion today and found it thought-provoking. The Upper Room is a Bible Fellowship Church production. The opinions discussed by our guests are just opinions and random thoughts at the time of recording and do not necessarily reflect the doctrine or stated beliefs of Bible Fellowship Church. 